The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Christian Eat, who's in for Jamie this morning, and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today. It is Wednesday, the day the work gets done. I'm sure there'll get be some getting done today, although it, it seems like that uh, there'll still be kind of the continued kind of kind of shut down, kind of just everybody's trying to catch their breath a little bit. Yeah, I'm done to in a second, man. <laughs> Tone to win? Second. Second, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. You got any big plans this afternoon? Yeah, I got a whole plan, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. That's not true. <laughs> I'm not going to start that till about 1 o'clock. You're going to start that until well, about 1 you o'clock? You can't start that until 1 o'clock because you've got a thing from noon to 1. Yeah. Are you are you here again from noon to one today? Kind of a glutton for punishment. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, know if that's good for me or bad for the listeners. Yeah, well we'll let them decide. Well you'll have breakfast by then. So where where do the Cowboys stand in your mind in the NFC? Are they are they fourth? Uh, I would probably put them fourth because um <clears throat> They're going to be better than whatever NFC South team who, wins that 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 league that conf division. Okay, so who who do you put first? I I think it's just one A and one B right now, and it, and it fluctuates week to week between San Francisco and Philadelphia. Yeah, right. And it really, I, I guess you probably have to default to San Francisco since they beat Philly at Philly. I think you kind of have to go with with San Fran, then Philly, then Detroit. And then and then Dallas. And Who's then, the better quarterback though between between the between the two? The you know I think it's kind of a wash. It really is a wash. I think uh, the the quarterbacks. Okay, you know, I, I you know Hertz can be really really dynamic and athletic, but he turns the ball over so much. I mean, either by fumble or interception. He I mean. It's it's funny Dak just banged on for for uh, his interceptions. Jalen Hurts turns the ball over a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brock Purdy did this past week. Yeah, I mean, gosh, Brock, throw up somebody you wore in your uniform, maybe just once. Um, but you know, Jared Goff can be really his. He's when he hooks up with uh, with Amonse Brown, uh, he's he's really good. He's he's got weapons, but. It seems he seems to get away from the game plan a lot, and that's you know. And I think when when Jared Goff tries to improvise, if if read one read two is not available to him, you know he's a he's a progression guy. He just is a, he's not a guy that you know that makes lemonade out of lemons. So um, Jalen can. Um, I think Goff tries to force the ball into tight windows. Too often. Well, the Detroit tried to cough that game up uh, to the Vikings on. Uh, yeah, my days have run together here, but it, it, it. I mean, they, 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 they scored uh, to take the lead at thirty to twenty-one. Then they, you know, they, um, they, they had an interception. Then they had to, then they had to punt the three and out, and then Minnesota gets a field goal. They kind of had a drive that stalled, and it made it thirty to twenty-four with plenty of time left. Then the Lions come back and punt, um, and so they've got the ball, and Minnesota's driving, and it kind of looks like they're going to make a, a run of it. They get, uh, 
you know the ball to the 44 and then there's a pass that's you know down the middle and it's and it's intercepted and that's the end of the ball game but if if Detroit had lost that game then um and and they had lost out and Minnesota had won out they could still lose that division yeah um so i mean that, so they're they're not they're not this you know bastion of power at 11 and 4 yeah they're they're not and, and 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 they are a team that uh, plays much better at home than they do on the road too. Um, so I mean, do I think the Cowboys are going to win this weekend? I I absolutely do. Um, do I think they're going to um, improve their lie? Uh, I don't think so because they they took that out of their own hands. Yeah, they did. Um, and now they've got to have Philly lose a game if they're not going to lose. Although. I'm telling you, Philly did their dead level best to try to give the Giants that game. Mm-hmm. And when down they're going to play them, they're, they're going to play them again here. And I, I was, I was at, at the end, at the, the last game of the season, they'll play them. And then this this week they I was, a little I bit was, easier contest. They play the Cardinals. Yeah, I was watching that game with uh, the Eagles Giants game with my um, two brother in laws, my 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 nephew and uh, my son in law, and. Um, I, I turned to some one of them at one point. I said, the Eagles are going to lose one of these two games to the Giants. And my my brother-in-law, who's a, a fan of the, what do they call them, the Commanders? The Commanders. Um, he, he's like, well, we need them too. <laughs> you know, kind of a, and uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, they don't strike me. The Eagles are not infallible. And uh, I mean, but, you know, let's look over here. Jalen Hurts got 13 interceptions on the year, um, and you know they're still talking about him. You know, not the way they were before, but you know, mildly. You know, a couple of weeks ago he was mildly in the MVP conversation. Are you uh, from the AFC standpoint? Are you all in on Baltimore now? Yeah, I think they're they're far and away. Mm-hmm. I think they would. I mean, they they've been tested, and you know they had a little stretch where they lost two out of three uh, games, but uh, you know they're. They're pretty well established as the the cream of the crop in the AFC right now. And, and you AFC, might have, the AFC, you know, Miami is kind of have you know they're knocking on the door, but those guys, they seem to just be, eh. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you could have you could have made a case. That, what if Dallas beats them? Then they're ten and five. Exactly. You know, and so you look at the AFC, which we talked about this a little bit yesterday. If you'd have said a month ago, you'd have said the AFC was. A much stronger league or conference than, than the NFC, and that the the likely Super yeah. Bowl champion was going to come out of the AFC. But you can't say that well, now because you look at you look at Baltimore; they're clearly the top team. Miami is a step down from them, and then after that, what is it? Is it, it you know it's Cleveland because yeah. they're they're at ten and five, and nobody's nobody's really talking about them, and they don't have Deshaun Watson. And yeah, that's the thing; they're ten and five, and Joe Flacco. I mean, how many guys have taken snaps under center for the Browns this year? And they're ten and five. I mean, imagine if the same scenario had happened to the Cowboys. It'd be five and ten, mm-hmm. if, if that, or so, so many other teams. I mean, that team, you know, just you know, love them or hate them. I mean, but it's a pretty well put together team. It's a pretty well coached team in Cleveland this year, and they just keep chugging along no matter who's taking snaps under center. Because, I mean, what they, this is Flacco's a four different quarterback for them this year. Yeah, at least. Oof. Yeah, and and they're getting it done. And they're getting it. Getting it done. They're getting it. They're getting it done. And then meanwhile, the the Jets are over there like, 
what do we got to do to have some of that luck, man? <laughs> I mean, we got all these players, and and they can't get out of their way. They can't right. find the rear end with either hand. Right, right, right. No, and 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 you you talk about you talk about a road team versus a, a home team, and you know their schedule is a lot different. But Kansas City is four and four at home. I'll be interested to see how many of the new uh, bandwagon uh, fans uh, decide to. Oh, this isn't. This isn't such a fun ride anymore. It's, it's a pretty fun when they're when they're always going to the Super Bowl and right. winning all the games. When they're when it's a little, you know, when it's a little getting there. Uh, when it's a little bumpy. You know the, the funny thing is that the, the the nice young ladies, you know, and the kids running around. How many kids got a Kansas City Chiefs hat or a jersey for Christmas? And they're rocking them. And you know, all these stores here in town, Texas Tech stores selling Kansas City stuff. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I guess. I mean, I I like Kansas City too, but come on, man. <laughs> But the Chiefs have listen to they've lost to at home this year. They lost in the opening game at home to Detroit. They lost at home to Philadelphia. They lost at home to Buffalo. And then the 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 bad loss was Christmas Day in losing to the Raiders, especially as poorly yeah, as the Raiders quarterback God. played. I mean he didn't complete it, it, a pass after the first quarter. Yeah. I mean what is Nine of, and Mahomes, they just couldn't protect him. Yeah, I mean, that's, they've got so many issues, and I mean, they do. They, it they just look tells lost. you how. I mean, it in a way, it it tells you how good their defense is and how good Mahomes is because he is absolutely squeezing every stinking thing out of that. He's doing everything in the world uh, to keep those that team in games and. You're it right. also goes to show you how hard it is to repeat, yeah, and how hard it is to do what they've done over the last. Five years. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Chris Steves in for Jamie and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have bowl games for you again today. Uh, One o'clock on 100.7 the score. It is the uh, military bowl. And the uh, participants in the military bowl are Tulane and Virginia Tech. Then uh, we'll have the Duke's Mayo Bowl at four today. On Double T 97.3. It features a Big 12 school, West Virginia and North Carolina. So you got a little Neil Brown, Mac Brown matchup there. Hmm. Okay. Are you talking about matching wits there? We're just matching head coaches. I don't know if they're matching any wits. Uh, and then the uh, Cowboys crosstalk will be on at 7 tonight. And then we'll have the uh, Texas Bowl. This evening, this may this may actually be a pretty good bowl game, Oklahoma State and Texas A and M. Aggies didn't dick uh, didn't uh, ditch them. Aggies Aggies and the Aggies they didn't duck them. No, they did not duck. They did not duck them. They did not duck them. Do you think somewhere up in NFL heaven that Pete Rozelle is is smiling? Why? Why would he be smiling? He's going into week seventeen, and and on both sides. He's got 12 teams still alive mm. in the playoffs. Uh, the Remember when he was like parody? parody? Mm-hmm. He wanted everyone to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And so he's got to be just looking back at this and just smiling that only, only, gosh, what, eight teams have been completely eliminated? I, I am, I'm certainly not a fan of that. Uh, I, I think it's kind of cool. Well, here, here. The fact that there's scenarios, there are still scenarios where the Bears can get in the playoffs. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's it's funny. There's scenarios where the Raiders can get in the playoffs. It's going to take uh, active Congress, and mm-hmm. you know, I well, mean, they helped some, themselves out this past week, certainly. Yeah, but um, I mean, 
it's really kind of fun. I, I, I guess I hear what you're saying, but I think the I think the other aspect of this is it has created a lot of bad games. Well, I don't necessarily say that. I I, think I mean, you've had a lot of bad. You, there's had, been some. There, I think the bad bad games involve bad teams, and but the reality is, I mean, there's some of these games turn into pretty good. I mean, they're not marquee games. I mean, it, if you know the Falcons and the Panthers get together and you know it, it turns into a a bad game. I mean, there's some bad teams. Part part of my frustration with the NFL has to go with. The spreading out of of the games, the the Thursday night game, the Monday night game, the two Monday night games, the, the you know the, your your sit down kind of spend the day with the NFL on Sunday, knowing that you're, you're you've got four to five games to six games, whatever. Being a lot of games being played at the same time means that <clears throat> the likelihood of getting a good game out of somebody is going to be pretty. You know, if you just want a good game. The likelihood of getting one is pretty high, but with the with the way it's become all sp- spread out, it's 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 been a little bit hard. You've got to you got to make a conscious effort almost to watch all of them to be able to get your really really good games or fall into it. I I see what you're saying, um, but I, well, what what has bugged me about the NFL's new scheduling model? This I don't mind the Thursday game, doesn't bug me at all. What I do mind is now they've 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 said, you know what? People love Thanksgiving Day. Let's give them an extra game on Thanksgiving Day. Here's here's the night game because mm-hmm. you know Thanksgiving Day. It's hey, you get up, you you your your mom's making the turkey, and you 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 watch the Lions game. Then you you eat the turkey. You watch the Cowboys game, and then it used to be you watch a college football game right. that Texas night. Texas and Texas A&M, or, or something like that. you know Mississippi Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then. They, you know, the NFL says, no, no, no. We think we want. You, we I don't think, think you I ever more sat NFL. down to watch Mississippi and Mississippi State. I that is just not on my radar. It's your, you live in a different part of the country, right? No, it's a, so, it's, a it's a, it's on the radar of a lot of people. Uh, and, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just yeah. saying that that if you're going to talk to me about a college football game, well, I mean, Texas, I mean, Texas and, and Texas, Texas A&M, that was, but that I mean was A&M, no matter where you were in the country, again A&M ducks somebody. So I mean, they stopped playing that, um, but. Uh, the uh, now the now the NFL says, "Hey, we're going to give you that night game, and now we're going to give you a Black Friday game." <laughs> right. I mean, who were we clamoring for that? Well, and then this past weekend, you had, you had maybe your best game on Saturday on Peacock. Yeah. I mean, and and, yeah. and so you know, talk about frustration. You, I mean, you, you, you know, I, I'm I'm not a subscriber to uh, to Peacock. Yeah, and you, the, the most frustrating thing was they kind of teased you. Yeah, they you put that like, all the way. Everything was, was was on the Sunday night football, Sunday right. night football, Sunday night football, and they came up and I thought they were, they were playing the national anthem on on Sunday night football, and boom, boom. Now you're gonna get some sitcom, <laughs> and uh, and I mean I I wonder with the number of Peacock subscriptions that got purchased. Literally right there. What's they're hoping for? It's exactly what they were hoping for. Just and like the ESPN it's app, like, ESPN Plus. Yeah, and and it was probably pretty easy for you to go over to the Peacock app, mm-hmm. and and you know I, I saw that they put the little QR code up on your TV, and you could, and probably made it real easy for you to just add it to your TV package right there, and. I did not want to watch that game that much that bad. Well, I was lucky. I when I was you know like I said I was we were in Carolina, and the the, the lake house that we were renting, um, I said eh. And uh, so I went down into the bedroom and I turned the TV on, and um, boom, there it was. 
yeah, boom, there it was. Somehow the bottom, the downstairs had Peacock. <laughs> the upstairs didn't. I was like, okay. Did so you I let anybody turned, know? Huh? Did you let anybody know? Me, myself, and I, man. <laughs> I don't want those people in there in my room watching that game with me. <laughs> 6:38 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, does uh, does anything is anything uh, bowl worthy for you today? Uh, is, you know it's it's bowl week now, and this is um, you know you get the today we got military bowl of Duke's Mayo, and then you get the Texas Bowl. I'll probably I you might. also have the Holiday Bowl today featuring Louisville and USC. I'm yeah, sure, uh, and and I'm sh- I got some buddies working that game today. I'm sh- I'm yeah. sure that USC. Uh, I wonder how much they want to be there. Um, Caleb Williams obviously doesn't want to be there. No, he does not. Um, that's going to be an interesting scenario for him because, you know, he's one of those cats that has the option. If he doesn't like where he's drafted, just say, I think I want to go back to USC again. And USC is going to take him back with open arms, probably give him a dump truck full of NIL money to stay and – I, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm a little frustrated with the Sugar Bowl time on New Year's night, although that's pretty close to the traditional Sugar Bowl time. What but is I, it? 7.45 kick. That's about normal. No, no, it, it is. I, I think I would have liked that game to have been a little bit earlier in the day. Just me personally. But that Sugar Bowl, that, that's I mean, pretty I'm, close to the Sugar Bowl traditional it time. It really is. Yeah, it's, you know, it was traditionally like an 8 o'clock kick, and it was usually the Monday night crew that, that did that game. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, let me clean up the mess on aisle three a little bit here. Yeah, you, you, you uh, well, spilled the soup everywhere. No, in a, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you did. Really in good. a way, yes. No, and no, in no, a way, not in no. a way. Because I was trying to, I was trying to explain that the Dolphins won in '73 and '74. The Cowboys won in '72. The Cowboys in the calendar year '72. The Cowboys won the Super beat the beat the Dolphins. The '71 season. '71 season. In the '72 season, after the Staubach comeback against the um, 49ers, then they lost in the NFC Championship game mm-hmm. to the Redskins. On New Year's Eve, 1972, 26 to three, the Redskins would then go on to play the Dolphins in the Super Bowl and lost. Yes, and that was the that was the uh, Gary Upremian, you know, throw for the awkward, you know, the only touchdown the Redskins got. Or right. we would have had our first Super Bowl set out. And um, that was a Billy Kilmer uh, quarterback team. That was the Over the Hill Gang with yeah. George Allen. Gosh. And Billy Kilmer, Billy Kilmer had that single bar uh, helmet because mm-hmm. he was also a, he had also punted mm-hmm. in his career. So, and Tony Tony Fritch was the field goal kicker. Were you for a the, fan of the single bar helmet? Uh, and Joe Theismann also did that too. I, I thought the single bar helmet was kind of cool, and you know, being a kicker, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was always kind of. Did down. you have a single bar kicker? No, we couldn't. We, you, we couldn't have a single bar helmet and. But, you know, I wanted to have, um, I, um, so I had to get my, uh, you had to go buy your own face mask back then. No, wait, wait, I didn't want the face mask they put on there for me. So I went and talked my, my dad into buying me a face mask. Mm-hmm. I had it painted there. You know, dad was honest, he painted it the right color for a face mask. But it wasn't a single bar. Couldn't okay. have a single bar. 
Okay. But I got one with the least amount of amount of. Hey, bars let, on let it. me let me let me shift gears because I've had this question. You never answered the question. Which one? Do you like the single barber? I said yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you actually didn't say that. Okay. Okay. You were you were you, you were, may have you thought it really really, like, really loud. You didn't say it. I think I I, I didn't hear you say this. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't. I I wouldn't. Only because there were just a couple of guys that did that. You know, Kilmer did it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Joe Theismann did it. There were there were a few guys that who, did it. Who were remember not kickers, remember this about Theismann? And I always liked Joe Theismann. I liked him. I liked him as a commentator. Joe Theismann. Right, right. His name was Joe Theismann at Notre Dame, and he changed his name to rhyme with Heisman because mm-hmm. he thought he would have a chance work. to. Did not work for him. It did not. It did not work out for him. But you know, he did win a Super Bowl. And probably should have won another one, but and then and then broke his leg in half thanks to Lawrence Taylor on Monday Night Football, which is as gruesome a injury as as you'll ever see. Ugh. All right, so let me let me ask you. This isn't a. I'm going to speak generically here, okay, on on two different things, but I do have a question for you mm-hmm. um, when it comes to officiating. Mm-hmm. And somebody off the sports uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line says this: Sneed getting a custom, getting custom equipment since high school sounds right. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, of course you did, of course you painted your custom equipment. I just went down to the. Uh, I'm on, of course you, of course you painted your face mask. Went down. Nobody yeah, else. I'm going to date myself. Painted. I went down to the athletic attic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no longer a business, mm-hmm. and and bought me a bike I face mask that I, didn't have as many bars. as I all think the, other the ones. point was more that you had it painted so you could stand out and be a little bit different than everybody else. No, I had it painted to match the rest of the team's oh, black face okay. mask. Okay, well you kind of it kind of sounded like you you had good you gosh like a, a Friday. Yeah, everyone had the same. I would have stood out if I had had the gray face mask like everybody else. They're all. They're they're all wearing black. I'm sorry. So I would have stood out. So I had my dad paint it to be black. You've you've kind of put yourself in this corner over the years. I didn't put myself in that corner. You kind of have put yourself in that corner over the years. I did not put myself in any corner. Yeah. You kind of have. No, I haven't. No one puts All right. Here's my question for you. And and this is completely. He went went third person there, didn't he? (laughs) He did. He went third person there. I went went dirty dancing. You went dirty dancing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I hate even asking this. We should be. Give me your. Give me your uh, officiating question. Well, I've got. I've got two. Okay. Two, and I. I. I, I'm not saying. Just. Just. Just ask your question. You are. You are. You are trying to divert me from something. So just ask your question the way you ask it. I'm not trying to divert you from. I'm not trying to divert you from anything. You're trying. You're trying to say this in Mm -mm. the most, the least disparaging way about. No. 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 Man, see, you already got your dander up. No dander. Uh, Yeah. No No dander. You're 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 very defensive, and I haven't even done anything yet. Defensive. Let me ask you this, because in the in the game last night, and I'm not saying that they weren't wrong on calling the penalties. In the game last night, which, Kansas, which there was three games last night, Chuck. Kansas and UNLV. Okay, I K, didn't watch very much of that. KU wins forty-nine to thirty-six. Okay, eighteen penalties called in that game. Okay, eighteen. That means eighteen and again, fouls occurred. Well, and 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 there were like fifteen. I don't know how many at halftime, but it, I mean it was like most of them were in the first half. My question is: Do penalties become contagious sometimes? They can. And it's and it's usually the players that that they become contagious for the players, and so they, do they trust start to stand. Me that, trust they me start, when I say this. Do they start to stand out a little bit more though? <sighs> no, it's not. You if you, if you're asking, do officials go looking for those things? The answer is no. Trust me when I say this. 
the last thing an official wants to do on mm-hmm. every play is pull out that little yellow hanky. Because UNLV it. was tagged. They were tagged nine times, so there were 27 penalties in the ballgame okay. last Okay. All right. Here's the thing. I have said this before on mm-hmm. this show to you, to him, to all, anyone that listens. Well, you, we, we, maybe we, we weren't listening when you when said When you it. throw your flag, mm-hmm. four things can happen for that official. Three of them are bad. So the only good thing that can happen when you throw that flag is you get a correct call. And I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that they were that they were wrong in calling and calling the penalties. It's just my question was more do they do they start to stand out more because you've called so many? No. No, that's that doesn't work like that. I, okay. and, and it also doesn't work like oh, we've called too many on this team. We've got to stop throwing our flags on them. No, it doesn't work like that. If there were 27 flags in the game, mm-hmm. there were most likely 27 fouls. What were the fouls? And they were. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, well, the announcer she 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 had it wrong because she said repeatedly that there were pers- six or seven personal foul calls. There were there were I think four in the game, but there were. I mean, again, a number of after the play calls that went. There I mean, dead ball fouls. Yeah, and, so and there were there were and there were a lot of holding calls. There were a lot. There was there were just there were some odd calls. There were some odd penalties in the game. And again, I'm not saying they were the they were called wrong because they were they weren't. It's just sometimes it just seemed like okay, we're not this not that we're looking for a penalty. Okay, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. When you start calling, and it's just like okay, every then it becomes like just every play. It's like you're throwing the flag. Here is here is something that most people don't think about when it comes to bowl games. One, a lot of these players have been off, haven't played their last football game for close to a month, and you had and you had guys playing new positions or playing a lot. Two, you for, just you, you stumbled into that. Yeah. The uh, the second thing is with the number of opt outs and the number of transfers, portal transfers. You now have a lot of people playing that didn't play a lot significant during the, time, yeah. significant time during mm-hmm. the regular season. And three, and this is the most important thing, you get a lot of guys who are playing their very last college football game, and they don't give a blank. Or they're trying to do too much. They don't give a blank. They're saying, "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Me? Throw me out of my next game mm-hmm. because they're not playing another one." You get a lot of personal fouls in bowl games because of that reason, and that is a fact. And it, for and for whatever reason, both I think both sides were on short fuses last night. You get a lot of guys playing <laughs> yeah. their last college football game. I mean, there was a Kansas touchdown, and then there was chippiness at the end of the play, and then a KU guy just pushes a Vegas guy from behind, and. It's like, well, you've got to call that. I mean, you, you did to. it right in front of the official. You've you, got to call that. We say it all the time as a player. Do not put me as an official in a position to make a judgment about your actions mm-hmm. outside of a play. Yeah, I mean, again, not disputing them. It just became like one after another. And it was almost like, just like well, we're going to call penalty on every play. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day, brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Well, that, that whole thing got just turned around, didn't it? Sure uh, did. 7.45, the boom, boom, boom. Okay. All right. Who's got the question? I do. All right. Even though I don't have it. I can make a question up real quick. Well... I'd have to make one up at this point. So, rock, paper, scissors. 
Although, there's to- no way to tell who's going to win on the radio. Yeah. We um, would know, but no one else would know. Okay, I want to I want to do this here based off of the, the, a, a listener here mm-hmm. on the on the chat line sent this question in. He said, "Snead, honest question: Have you ever publicly admitted that a ref blew a call? Or are you required to stay quiet?" One, um, contractually, I'm not allowed to uh, criticize officials, That's, okay. and then and, and, and the officials code, you just don't do it. Is that an official contract, or is that just kind of an unwritten rule? Yes. <laughs> now he has say he's blown a call before. I have heard him say a couple oh, I, of times I've that he's missed a call. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'd every, be more concerned if you said you'd never blown one than no, if you had. Every blown official one. would tell you they've blown one. But here's the thing: people say, "Man, you officials are really arrogant, and you really, uh, you guys, gosh, you such big egos." I'll ask you this question: Do you want a guy with a big ego calling the the last pitch of the World Series? Or do you want a real timid guy? Or do you want? Do you want? So like the the high strike on uh, on the the Diamondbacks that's ended the World Series. Do you want a timid guy calling that, or do you want a big ego guy calling that? I really hadn't thought about it like that. Is that the question you're asking us? I think it just became the question. <laughs> question of the day. Do you want your Do you want your officials to be? Big ego guys, or do you want them to be timid, weak? Uh, I don't want them to be. I don't want them to be weak. I don't know that I want them to be. I don't know that every official can be. Do you, you know, want Ron, your official to have? What the was that gumption? guy's name? Ron Luciano. Do you want your official to have the gumption to throw a flag to call back a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Sure. I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if that makes him have a big ego or not. I think that makes him have uh, uh, more of a strong commitment to doing the right thing. I don't. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily equate that with ego. I would more equate that with he truly doesn't know what the score is, or truly doesn't is truly indifferent. Um, is how I would view that. I don't know that ego plays into that. Maybe it does, Jeff. I want them to have the ego to get the call right mm-hmm. and confident in their call. Mm-hmm. But when I think of an official having an ego problem is when it's the personal thing between them and a player or them and a manager after the play is over and after several more plays are over and we're still having that fight, I guess is the way to put it. That's when the ego becomes the problem. I've never had a I've never had a problem with the guy behind the, the play going, ha ha and he's got, you know, the doing karate moves back there. Sign me up. I'm in. It doesn't bother me I, at all. I feel but like the the concept that because and we've seen it in Major League Baseball. I don't know that I've seen it as much in the NFL mm-hmm. or in college football, mm-hmm. but I know we've seen it where it's we had a problem with this guy last year, and it's still being held over from last year. I, I feel like we That's have more of a baseball thing than it is in football yeah. or basketball, but it's definitely a thing. Mm. I I, th- I think we have more of a little man syndrome in Major League Baseball than we do in, in any of the other man's uh, other sports. I think the I think the umpires have a tendency to take it out on players and managers more in Major League Baseball than in the NFL, college football, and I would put. I, I think there's some of that in college basketball, just because of the nature of the sport being mm-hmm. right there on, on, and maybe that's part of it with Major League Baseball too. Just seems like the umpires make it more about them in baseball than any other sport. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. See, it's an interesting take because when you say they make it about them, I would tell you this 
you know, just from an officiating standpoint, very, 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 very few officials want to make it about them. I, th- I think we see that in Major League Baseball all the time. Eh, I think sometimes, um, sometimes officials get pushed into that corner. It seems like it seems like it seems like their fuse is much shorter in Major League Baseball than it is in other sports. I think there's probably some truth to that. And I think I think there is there and I think Major League Baseball in general has put managers, players and umpires in that arena so to speak because of the no arguing balls and strikes because it's a hard and fast rule now if you argue balls and strikes you're tossed. Yeah. As as opposed to giving them the opportunity to have that argument back and forth. And and now you don't there's no there's no wiggle room at all. Well, like you can't you can't argue a call in Major League Baseball like you can in the NFL or you can in college football or you can in um in college basketball. Well, you know the reason why they you know the umpires didn't ask for that to happen. You know what who asked for that to happen? Probably the Major League Baseball uh teams? No. The managers? No. Who? Television. Why? Arguments take a long time. Uh, I get so tired of that. Arguments take a long time. When you have when you have guys going out and taking, it takes away from the action. Team depends on who's going out there. Hmm? If it's Lou Pinella, there's more action going on yeah. there than in the it, game. It takes away from the from what's already a slow paced game. Mm-hmm. Television didn't want long drawn out arguments over balls and strikes. That's interesting. Somebody says this here. Officials also have also been off for a month. Do they get rusty? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, any any official worth his salt in a, in postseason, from the time that they get off, if they haven't gone and worked a couple of teams' practices, then they've done themselves and the game a disservice. Hey, one one last thought for you on this on this kind of officiating realm. I just want your opinion on this, yes or no. Do you think college basketball officials should be allowed to officiate back-to-back home games for the same team? I think that would probably cause some trouble. I, I know where you're going with that, but I, I mean, it probably. I mean, we've seen that trouble. a number of times with the Lady Raiders this year already. A couple of times where you've had the same official that might one, be that one might of be the a, same officials back-to-back games. It might be a logistical thing, just based on where they are at the time and how the schedule lines up. Maybe, maybe so, but I, I would think that they could do a better job of that because there is some hangover. There has been some hangover from previous games. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Chris News in for Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. You know, every time I hear that, I think about when we had your dad on. That was awesome. And... <laughs> And your dad's laughing about how you would sit in the corner with your peanut butter. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I did. I was, I was also four. Okay, I know, I know. But it was, <laughs> it's not. I mean, I just spent the I just spent the weekend with my four year old granddaughter. Uh huh. And you know, and I could probably laugh at some of the things she did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I guess I misspoke when I said football practice facilities. It's football office building, football that they're, office building. Whatever, whatever they're calling that thing. Yeah. Now it's going to be the Womble. It's going to be the Womble football 
building, whatever. Um, it's not whatever. I mean, but I don't know. I don't know the official name of it. I, it, I don't I, think it's been dubbed anything. yet. I think it's the Womble tra- uh, football football building, a uh, football facility. Anyway, the, the anyway the bottom bottom line is it's going to be they're tearing down the one that they built in what. Oh, man. Ten years ago. Ten, well, Roughly about, ten years uh, ago. Twelve about, years ago? Yeah, it was about... Oh, it's not that old. Se- no, it's not. It's oh, not oh, that old. Oh, 07, oh, 06, I mean, right, right in there. thing is still pretty shiny. <laughs> still pretty shiny. Yeah, yeah. still pretty, pretty I mean, I think... And they had I redone the, it the a number of times. The, 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 the football building that we're tearing down right now, mm-hmm. If am I wrong? Younger than Cowboy Stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Younger than... Cowboy Stadium? Uh, thinking out loud. No, I don't think that's right. No? It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I mean, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, if you know it's the answer close. to that, somebody... And, and you know, the fact that we're tearing down a building that potentially is younger than Cowboy Stadium uh-huh. to build a bigger, newer, shinier one? <laughs> right. That's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. a good thing. That's good. I mean, just just think about this. They're... They're really ballyhooing what they're doing uh, in Lawrence to Memorial Stadium, in which now they have torn out the uh, west side stands, mm-hmm. okay? And they're tearing out the north end bowl, okay? Mm-hmm. And there is there is talk up there about not being able to play home games at KU this year because of construction. And they're talking about this transformation okay mm. that they're spending i don't know 200 and let's just say it's 280 million dollars let's okay. just say it's 280 okay and you're spending here 250 for your south end zone yeah and we're we're talking about almost all of their stadium well, yeah for 250 well, it, it, roughly. It, you know now you talk about that and then you perspectiveize it i just invent a word right there mm-hmm. you change the perspective on that and think about what we've spent in baseball and what some other places are spending in baseball. Yeah, well. You know, now, now, now I know, baseball's in line. It's going to get its time, and it's in line. Uh, but, boy, I tell you what, when you hear, you know, we spent $14 million and got ourselves a new clubhouse, which is spectacular. Got a tour of that last week. Oh, my gosh. Um, I guess my, my point was that what you're investing in your south end zone Another school in your conference is investing in its stadium. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what, well, that's the point I was getting yeah. at. What we invested, you know, we invested fourteen million in our in our clubhouse, and that's and it's beautiful. Uh, but there's, you know, Oklahoma State just built an eighty million dollar right stadium. It's like, it's, oh, yeah, it's kind of it's 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 it's. Uh, but I mean, just the the massive scale of what's being done over there, and what that what that entrance is going to look like on this on the south east corner where the students go in yeah i mean it's it's spectacular it is it is it is spectacular it is yeah, i mean it it's is, gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's, be the whole thing over there is gonna be just a palace it's gonna palace be massive I, I just hope we don't put the big 12 flagpoles in front of the building again that that just really irritated me okay because i go to these other I mean, schools i go to these other schools and i don't see texas tech flags out in front of their buildings i mean so why should we have uh, the other Big Twelve schools you, in front of our building. I, you know what? I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm just, I've been just, highly irritated by that for a number of years. Like, I know it, it is a, everly apparent that you are. It irritates it you, just, and I just have gotten to the point where that's just not something that I'm going to build an outrage factory over. Well, I, I mean, if, if all the things that I could be upset about mm-hmm. at at uh, 
at, at Texas Tech, the fact that we've got the flags of the other schools in the conference. In front of our building. In front of our building? I just don't like I it. I mean, for years, we had the Southwest Conference little things in I front know. of the football building. I just, until they, in front of the athletic department for years. I know. We even, I mean, we had the Southwest Conference circle I know. over there. I know. Well, it's one thing to have that, but in the other, the well, flag well, well, flags. Well, no, no, wait, wait. What's one thing to have that and then have flags over there? I just, it, you can't, if you don't want flags here, you can't want that there. Well, I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have cared for that there either. I just well, didn't. We, I, we rebuilt it. I know. I know. I know. I just, I just, I never liked the flags flying in front of your, fly your own damn flag. Don't fly somebody else's flag. Okay. I mean, I it's just, not neutral. It's not, it's not the UN. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not like we've got to be representative of every country in the world. Okay. We, we're just, we're us. I just, I mean, I don't feel the need to be, yeah. I mean, outraged over it. Well, and the, the other thing is, can, can you imagine this town, how this town would react if we said, uh, Jones Stadium is not going to be available. We're going to go, we're going to go play our football games over in, um, at Lowry, it was Capital Park, so, something something along those lines. You know, it's kind of funny. Cause remember last time Oklahoma State came here, the bus driver took him over to Plains Capital Park. Is that right? And they they, they pulled up there, and you're you're I'm not I am you're, you're, I am I am as serious as a, as a heart attack right now. They pulled up to Plains Capital Park. <laughs> <laughs> the bus driver, I, I guess, didn't realize that there's a bigger stadium. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can you imagine your, you know, uh, were they uh, staying at the hotel right, right by there or something? Oh man, that was funny. And they, they were actually late because they showed up to the wrong stadium. Oh my God, that that's so uh, maybe funny. two times ago that we we're here. They were here. Um, Paul says this. I like the Big Twelve flags. Remember when you guys had the Big Twelve schools above your head? What? We never had the Big Twelve schools above our head. Up there? Yeah. No. I don't think that happened. No. I don't, I don't know. I'm, no. I'm not in charge of decoration of this. That trip. banner above our heads has not changed since I've worked here. Yeah. Uh, Syntex Hank says this. Life is wrong when KU ends up 9-4 and four and Tech is 7-6. and six. Sad times on the plains. Good morning, gents. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day. I mean, if you look you, at the non-conference schedule for both. Yeah, let's trade schedules. And let's, let's yeah. see how that goes. So, I mean, there's. Peel back the onion just a little bit on that. Yeah. And I you'll, just, you'll see that I mean, there's a if, substantial difference. If we get difference. to trade uh, Oregon for Missouri State yes. and uh, and uh, Wyoming for, for whatever tomato can that they played. And there were, there were three tomato cans. Yeah. There. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.